0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes.
1: Hello and welcome. Sterling, you know what I want to do? I do the worst Harry Carey impersonation. Do you remember Harry Carey? Cubs?
0: Yeah, yeah of course. Ready?
1: Hello! Hello, everybody. Ow. Welcome to another, I'm Ryan Sandberg, everybody. Is that good? Is that a good Harry Carey? Welcome to the, Ameri... welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. My name is Matt Connor, owner of the world's worst <laughs> Harry Carey impersonation. I don't even know why I did that there. That's Cubs. This is Chiefs. Not even the right sport. I'm not even. Dude, what just
0: happened? I am, I am. You I'm confused sorry. your co-host. Like, I, I know who Harry Carey is, but I am absolutely befuddled right now.
1: I was doing hello, and I felt like doing my impression, and it just it I smell toast. If it, it, <laughs> it flopped. Here we are. Welcome to another podcast. Surprise, you're listening, but always glad. Sterling, how are you today?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. It is a beautiful Monday. Sun is shining. Chief's training camp is happening. St- Life's good, man. Life's good, good Matt. Yeah. How you good. doing?
1: I'm, I'm good. I got to say, my life's better because I'm not wearing pads all day yeah. running around in this heat. It's hottie bo body, and I want nothing to do with it except uh, the sweet taste of air conditioning.
0: I, I did hot yoga. Yeah. Uh, yesterday. And How would it go? You've been loving that for a little bit now. Oh, it's been fantastic. But I was sweating so much, like just dripping. My girlfriend came afterwards and was going to give me a hug and goes, "Eh, I'll give you a hug in a little bit. (laughs) It looks like you just took a shower. So I did that and then I walked 18 holes of golf yesterday. So my legs feel like jello. Mm -hmm. So I know it doesn't affect my radio or my audio ability, but my legs... They're crushing me right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm a part of Chiefs training camp. Uh, I do want to talk about one thing, though, before we get into Chiefs. Do it. Manscaped. Let's go, baby. Go to manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. I'm not going to lie. They sent me the Lawnmower 4.0 because I was like, if I'm going to talk about this bad boy, at least give me one of these bad boys, Okay. Like, how can I talk about a product I don't use? They go, got it. We'll send it to you. I used it the other day. (laughs) Fantastic. I get it. You guys don't probably want to hear about me trimming down there. So I'm not going to give you any deets, but it's fantastic. 7,000 RPM. I'm telling you, this is awesome. Waterproof. It gets the job done. I'm telling you, go to manscaped.com, use the code fansided 20 at checkout. 20% off free shipping. I know a lot of times these Manscaped reads, we do very terrible, horrible jokes. You know what I'm doing right now? Giving you a legitimate read right now. This this is me giving you my personal experience with it, and it's awesome. So check it out. It's awesome. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code fansided 20
1: You did a good job there. You did a good job there. Plus, you had more, not only did you do a good job, but more Bad Boys references than the last Diddy album. Uh, That was
0: good. Well, what are they going to do?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I like it. When they come for
0: you, Bad Boys, Bad Boys. That was... Uh, Yeah.
1: Here we go. Hey, let's talk Chiefs, obviously. Here we are. We're early in training camp, and I just want to run down the list of injured players here. And kind of get your take on, are you concerned at all? Are you unconcerned? Let me just do a a quick list here, and maybe we can talk about a couple of these. Uh, But right now, so uh, as of Monday, that's today, uh, Josh Kando left with a hamstring. Daryl Williams, uh, as in the running back, didn't practice today because of a knee injury. Uh, LDT's out with a hand. Antonio Callaway's out with a bone bruise, Alex Okafor with a hamstring, Willie Gay Jr. with concussion protocol, uh, and then Mike Rimmers with back spasms. None of these guys are like, you know, so far the Chiefs have been fortunate that we're not seeing like, you know, like it's not like the Colts who've lost like Carson Wentz for weeks and Quentin Nelson for, you know, maybe a couple months, whatever, right? Uh, so these are all role players, or or, you know, not major contributors. But, but like, is there anything here that worries you? Anything upsetting,
0: or are you feeling pretty good about the health of the Chiefs right now? I'm feeling pretty good. Like, the only two I would say I'm slightly concerned with Willie Gay Jr. with a concussion. He's in the uh, the protocol. He'll be ready week one i i mean i would assume so i have no as long as he's okay i think he's gonna be ready to go week one again this is a big training camp for him this is his first real training camp after the covid shortened one last year all of the craziness that happened last year i was really excited for him to get a full offseason under his belt but he's progressed phenomenally well according to all reports he looks outstanding Tyron Matthews giving him all these props. All the players are getting excited about Willie Gay Jr. So as long as he's ready to go week one, I think he's ready. I'm not too concerned. And then Rimmers, back spasms with an offensive lineman. Any back issue with an O-lineman, I get a little bit freaked out with for good reason. Obviously, with Mitchell Schwartz, that scenario happening last year. Yeah, The reason I'm not panicked is I think Lucas Nguyen might be the better player anyways. Obviously, Niang's at least the future going forward. So if this pushes the Chiefs' hand to go to the future now rather than later, that could be a good case scenario for the long run. All the other guys, hamstrings, those aren't long-term injuries unless they are Sammy Watkins. And I, I last time I checked, he's with the Ravens. So shade. I'm not I'm – no, no. That was a bad I, – I, that was me, and I really enjoy Sammy Watkins. I think he's a great person, and I, I don't want to actually throw him shade. But it's too easy. Okay, Matt, it was too easy. <laughs> but no, the Chiefs have so much depth at running back. Like, I'm huge on Jarek McKinnon. Hmm. Big Jarek McKinnon guy. If this forces Kansas City to use Clyde Edwards-Hilaire more and Jarek McKinnon more – you know they have three great running backs. I like all three of their guys. They have uh, Josh Ricando I don't think he was going to do a ton this year, anyways. Um, I'm not super high on him, but he's another developmental prospect to begin with. So him missing a week here and there, as long as he's healthy, I expect him to still develop. Well, I don't think he's going to get a lot of playing time this year to begin with. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. What about you, Matt? Are you, are you scared?
1: So you're saying his last name should be Canto instead of? Je- anyway, that's a bad <laughs> joke. Here we go. You know, um, I am worried about Rimmers. I'm a little worried about Rimmers. I'm a little worried about uh, about Lucas Niang, who was gone all of last year and then back this year. I mean, that's the the front line looks so good left to right with so many players, and then right right tackles a little bit of a roulette wheel, if you will. However, I've banged this gong before. <laughs> and I should bang it louder than ever now because. Okay, T Rex. The path to Mitchell Schwartz is now open more than ever. Mitch, if you're out there, if you're cooking something right now, some burgers, maybe you're using your own lawnmower. I don't know what's going on down there for you. All I'm saying is, Mitch, I'd love to have you back on this team. Wouldn't that be a great story right now in the middle of August if the Kansas City Chiefs? added Mitchell Schwartz again as their right tackle for this season. Come on. Like you wouldn't be excited.
0: Oh, I would be stoked. It would be awesome. It'd be phenomenal. I don't think it's going to happen. Looking at pictures of Mitchell Schwartz, he looks like he's cut all that weight. He looks like he's having a good time.
1: Yeah. 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 Who wouldn't want to be, who wouldn't want to be Mitchell Schwartz right now? Right.
0: Right. Dude's got his dancing shoes. It seems like every time he posts a picture, he's like somewhere on a beach. (laughs) <laughs> just crushing life <laughs> he's lost at what looks like i don't know 50 pounds it's amazing
1: he looks amazing he yeah and he deserves all this rest after <sighs> such an iron man career I, I just uh i love that idea I, i'm not panicked over any of these things you know we need to keep in mind too that i mean all these guys hopefully you know were working out during the off season of, of course they're staying in shape they're, i mean they're professional athletes but you know, everyone will tell you Andy Reid runs, you know, one of the toughest camps in the NFL. It's hot as hell in August. Like, you're going to have hamstring injuries. You're going to have groin pulls. You're going to have, you know, maybe even heat exhaustion, whatever's going on. Like, right now, these guys are pushing bodies that are already pushed to the brink. They're pushing them even more. And that's going to lead to some... uh some of these day to day kinds of injuries. So, yeah, they're yeah,
0: softball injuries. These are called softball injuries. These aren't ACLs. Yeah. I mean, the back spasms, that's bad. Uh, that one, yes. I, back spasms are not, that's yeah. not a softball injury. That's an actual one. But if you have a hamstring or a quad or. These aren't super serious injuries. Now, if you're telling me Willie Gay Jr. towards ACL, I'd say, hell yeah, I'm very, very disappointed. I'm very nervous about that. That's not the case here. I mean, a concussion's not great, obviously. That, That might be the worst of the bunch. But it's football. Concussions happen in football. It's a horrible part of the game, but they happen. Uh, as long as he can bounce back, recover, and everything's good to go, I'm not nervous that he's going to miss any time,
1: yeah, i I hope so. I hope so. What, what's really int- what's the what's notable to me here is that concussion, and we've seen this over time, not just with the Chiefs, with the NFL. Concussion can mean like the guy's back the very next week if we had to play a game. Like we've seen. You know, remember like Mahomes was dealing with the head injury, had to go like in the postseason, and then he, whatever. At the same time, concussions can also linger. You're like, what happened to him? And it's like, oh, it's been a couple months, and the hit in the head, the the ensuing sort of dizziness and damage, like lasting for weeks and weeks, or maybe even a couple months. I don't know. That's the kind of label that you just don't know. And I don't like what I don't know. So yeah. uh, as excited as I am to see Willie Gay, these kinds of like slogging it out practices with pads on are exactly how he's going to get better and not being out there. Yeah, I'm a, I guess I am a little bit more troubled than I than I am there. I want him to get better. And I don't like the nebulous nature of concussions.
0: Don't talk yourself into being scared, Matt. I just don't did. don't do it. Don't become a hypochondriac. <laughs> no, I get it. Concussions are the one thing that, in, yeah, again. I, yeah. I, I get it's it. Scary stuff, but man, I, I think a lot of it has to do with how many concussions you have. Like Mitch Morse w- was perpetually getting concussions, and that was an, a huge issue. He was missing you know months here and there. I, I don't know how many Willie Gay's had. Uh, and again, this is protocol, so we don't know for sure if it's full concussion, right? We, it's the protocol. Yeah. So it, this is more of a wait and see, I guess we'll have to find out once it gets graded too, because I think they have mild, severe once, once more information gets released, then I, I would say, should I turn on the alarm bells or not?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe that's why I, I think that's why the bell's going off for me a bit because he's been injured. Like this isn't day one. This is like day four, five
0: maybe longer and we're still not hearing so but also they're not going to rush a dude back in training camp you know it's not you're not True. getting ready for a game if this was a, if there's a time to get injured this is the time yeah. i mean we all know it's the nfl injuries are going to happen everyone always likes to say well we we got injured this year dude Every team in the history of football has gotten injured every single year. It all matters. When did these guys get injured? The year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, they had a ton of injuries. Yeah. They happened early on. They got healthy at the right time. The year they lost the Super Bowl last year, what happened? Got a lot of injuries. Wrong Mm. time. Super Bowl. I mean, so just to me, you're going to have injuries. It all comes down to when do the injuries happen? Who do the injuries happen to? And what type of injury is it? Look.
1: I choose to worry, Sterling. I choose to worry. I choose to be a negative Nancy. Get out of here with your positivity.
0: Are you Nathaniel Ratcliffe in the night sweats because you worry me? <laughs> Is that what you're saying?
1: Boy, you like really uh you really dug into some like Newport Folk Festival canon on that one. You're like
0: You didn't even understand my T-Rex joke when you said bang a gong. Oh uh, yeah, I should have got that. I, I, I mean, it, come on now. I, if we're trying to do this music crossover thing, you gotta I'm gotta too, throw me a bone here.
1: I'm too worried about. I'm too worried about Willie Gay. I can't even think straight. <laughs> take us to the break.
0: We'll take a quick break. This is the Arrowhead Addict Podcast with Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. <laughs> Welcome back to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast with Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. You know who we are. You're listening to this podcast. You clicked on the link. You know who's speaking to you right now. Uh, huh. What I do want to ask you, Matt, is Mahomes wants an NBA team in Kansas City. He wants one. He wanted a Whataburger, and what did he get? Whataburger. Exactly. Mahomes gets what he wants. Is this a legitimate possibility? Uh, it's
1: got to be, right? I mean, um, Obviously there's a lot of questions here. Obviously it sounds kind of silly. But let's say this. Let's say that you're a young man who says I have legitimate dreams of bringing an NBA franchise to the Kansas City area. If you're 25ish, right? Like what are the things you have to do to get there? He's doing them, right? One, making a making a boatload of money. Two, Ingratiating himself into the community in every way possible, like building ownership, the like being in ownership of Sporting KC of the Royals. That means you're hobnobbing with all the sorts of folks that you need to get on board for any sort of large level, you know, uh, invitation for the NBA. I mean, if you're going to roll out the red carpet of the NBA and say we've got the right place we got the right guys i've got the investors we're going to figure out the like stadium and all like everything that comes with that all the bells and whistles mahomes is doing that right now he's going to be the face of it while building the relationships the financial relationships that he needs um, i'm not saying it's going to happen although if any man could make it happen he makes it's mahomes magic right he made cereal appear. He made cereal appear. <laughs> right. He, he puts ketchup on things and you don't laugh at him for it. Cause
0: he's my home. So I, I still do. If you put a ketchup on a steak, I I, I have a few questions. And
1: back down, back down right now. Right. I Whatever he wants to do is the thing to do. Whatever he wants to wear is the thing to wear. I'm just saying, you know, it's not going to happen anytime soon. It would take a considerable amount of time. There's all kinds of logistical issues you know, blah, 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 blah. But I, but if you're going to do it at 25, you start hobnobbing with the people. You got to hobnob. You start generating public interest. You get the conversation going. So it's going for a long time. You can't deny that he's doing the right things right now, early on.
0: So I've done a lot of, research a long time ago actually about this. Uh I tried doing it in middle school and high school I did a project on it, but guess what? Mahomes wasn't here and Kansas City wasn't as hot as it was as it is now. Uh T-Mobile Center, obviously the place they would play at, phenomenal place. Uh, they could get it done. If you ever been to a Big 12 tournament, it's a f- it's great. I mean, that is a NBA arena. It's a mini Staple Center right here in Kansas City. so you have the place, right? Uh part 2. You got to have the NBA expand I think that actually can play in a Kansas City's favor. Seattle's getting a team when they expand next. Yes. That's pretty much a lock, foregone conclusion. The case goes, though, they're going to probably expand by two. You want to make it even. You don't want just an odd number of teams. And logistically speaking, you're going to want a team on the east. Kansas City could go west or east. Doesn't matter. The right smack dab in the middle. They could be on any part. If they want to do some realignment, they can definitely do that. I know people talk about Vegas, but you're going to have two Western Conference teams now. You've seen what's happened with the Raiders. You've seen what's happened when they've brought in uh, the hockey team over there. They'll sell out. Sure. It's not going to be a home field advantage. It's not. It's going to be a, a tourist attraction. Yeah. And I don't know if owners are going to like that. I don't know how that's going to go about. I think Kansas City has a very good shot. The, the, I think their toughest competition is Louisville. Hmm. I. They have the Yum Center. They have the infrastructure. I think Kansas City and Louisville. They make a lot of sense when the NBA expands. I think that's going to be their biggest competition. Uh, I know people don't really enjoy talking about this a lot. They like to. Th- they like to say Kansas City is the best, and I, I personally think it is. But to act like there's not other competition, especially if they do expand by two teams, especially if they want to do Western and Eastern, uh, Western and Eastern conference to make it more easy going going forward as far as travel. Louisville is going to be Kansas City's biggest competition.
1: Yeah, that that's a good thought. There, you're right. Louisville Louisville is a great basketball town. Kentucky's a great basketball state, just south of Indiana, which is obviously you know Hoosiers. So there's a great basketball region here. Uh, but that would be close to the Pacers. Um, you know, you've got I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see how that would go let me ask you this cuz this is not a basketball podcast and i just want to ask you about like like are you ever shocked at mahomes's reach or are you like oh, of course of course he's going to
0: ask for an nba team and of course we're going to talk about it if before mahomes came here i would say yes i would have been shocked now that i have seen him what he has done especially in the national media because we know how amazing mahomes is here locally right we know what a great guy he is. We've seen literally all of these commercials that he does the High V commercials. We've seen the Nebraska Furniture Mart commercials. We've seen every single thing Mahomes has touched. He's been a part of here in Kansas City locally. But now we're seeing some national stuff. When was the last time Kansas City was talked about this much? It's crazy. phenomenal. Crazy. I, it's like, and it's not like, Kansas City's New York or LA. I'm not I'm not saying that, but the fact that they're getting their due, the fact that Mahomes continues to put Kansas City to the forefront is is also amazing. Like Aaron Rodgers never really put Green Bay in the forefront. I don't think Aaron Rodgers cared about Green Bay. I don't think he cared where he played at. He was a great quarterback. He cared about beating a great quarterback. Mahomes cares about Kansas City. I truly believe that I think he truly enjoys being here. He loves the fans. He loves the community. He wouldn't put all of these roots down here in Kansas City unless he believed in it. He wouldn't become part owner of the Royals, of, what, Sporting Kansas City. Like, he wouldn't do that unless he believes and he wants to stay here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's actually heartening to think that, like, look, forget about the contract. Oh, he's guaranteed to be here through 2031. Oh, that's great. I mean, Mahomes' actions signify that he's going to be here through 2041 51 like i mean he looks like a lifer here yeah he's going to establish a home raise his kids here be in the community even after retirement etc maybe he'll take over for andy reed one day who knows maybe andy reed will be a hundred and then mahomes will finally take over whatever i just love it i love it i love it that the contract number really doesn't seem to signal like when he could or could not be here he he's here.
0: It's just, and again, like you said, it's just refreshing. It's exciting. Someone who loves Kansas city as much as the people who live here in Kansas city. It's just exciting to see. I think us finally get our due. I'm tired of LA. I'm tired of New York. I'm tired of Chicago. I'm (laughs) tired of, I'm tired of the big markets. It's when you've grown up here, it's frustrating when you've had good teams and you get, yeah, it feels like nothing to sometimes no respect. And so it's nice having someone who's at the forefront, the best of the position, uh, the best player in the NFL on your team. And he's a spokesperson for your city. That to me is so exciting. I do want to say, Matt, we got a very nice comment on Apple podcast, the reviews from country rock is King, which we'll get to that name in a second. Okay. But he asked us, how do you guys feel about Legarius Snead moving out to corner and base and into the slot in dime? What's your initial reaction here?
1: Well, I I, um, I mean the Chiefs were clear when they drafted Snead that they loved his athletic skill set and felt like it was that he had the versatility. Um you know he he played corner early on and then he played safety his senior year at Louisiana Tech, I think. So coming into the NFL, we knew he was going to kind of be that Swiss Army knife that could play multiple positions in the secondary. I think um, the way pass defenses are going in the NFL, where guys are being tasked with playing multiple positions, if they can get Sneed to develop this early, um, to be excellent in at, from multiple places on the field, doing multiple things, that's only going to like enhance his growth curve all the more. So I'm I'm all for it. I think that's what the preseason's for is, is getting guys like this all the looks they can in different ways. Spax is doing that up front too, right? He's like Mike, Mike Dana, uh Trishon Wharton, Chris Jones, all these guys are getting inside outside looks. So I love it. This this defense is going to be real versatile. What do you think?
0: It's becoming an amoeba defense. It's positionless amoeba. football to an extent. I Again, I like it as far as getting him experience at other spots, especially in a pinch. If we want to be realistic, Kansas City is rarely in base. They don't play a lot of just 4-3 defense. It's not what they do. They play a lot of 4-2-5. I think we're going to see Legereus mostly in the slot this upcoming season. I think that's his best role. The reason why, it allows him to be aggressive. It allows him to be a playmaker. I think it frees him up. I want him to be in his uh, his best position he can be. If he's, uh, like I said with Chris Jones, I think Chris Jones is the second best D, uh, interior defensive lineman at D-end. What is he, 10-15? If Legereus is a top five, top ten, slot corner, what's he on the outside? top 20 top 30 like we we don't know these questions but i like putting guys in their best position that allows them to succeed i like these corner blitzes i i like him being in this playmaker role that's where i'm at and i think we're going to see him in that role more but i am with you allowing him to at least gain experience at other spots especially in preseason games that can only bode well for the future
1: yeah sterling let me ask you did you see the the 1st preseason edition of the depth chart i did i did anything that sticks out to you there you know just came out just curious for you like like how how seriously do you take these things and anything that that was like a oh that's that's different
0: not super crazy yet i know injuries so i get that it's difficult because right now obviously the initial thing is niang starting at right tackle over rimmers right that's probably the one that most people are going to say that's surprising i assume the injury is going to have the most to do with that although willie gay jr is still starting at linebacker right so who knows um take a look at deandre baker Right? Yeah, he was pretty pretty far back there.
1: Uh, uh, like I feel like we've talked on this show that we feel like he's gonna be something considerable, like a like like a decent contributor here. At least on the early depth chart, he is buried. I'm talking yeah. buried. I'm talking Marion buried. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's really it's really something. I was a little surprised. Mike Hughes, on the other hand. Starting right, like in the starting base five. I mean, if if they're doing a four-two-five, Mike Hughes. What do you make of that?
0: A little surprising. I, I, a little surprising. I, I don't take a ton into this, but that was a little surprising. I have not heard Mike Hughes' name a ton. I I haven't really. I mean I haven't really heard. Like it it, it is surprising. Uh seeing Daniel Sorensen over one Thornhill again, a little surprising. Uh yeah. a lot of talk about Key, the safety, the undrafted player, Key. So seeing him on the uh, you know, backing up Tyron, no surprise there. Um, but yeah, we've heard a lot about Key. We've heard a lot about some of the guys, these undrafted guys or guys who have stepped up throughout camp, but someone like Mike Hughes haven't heard a lot about, and yet he is on the starting early unofficial starting rotation seems a little surprising. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, that one stood out to me. You know, you mentioned you mentioned Devin Key. I, I, I like him there too. What's gonna be interesting to see is if he can keep Armani Watts out of a job. I mean that's the job up for grabs there. Armani Watts is coming into this year in a contract year, probably hoping to turn some heads and maybe make a little money and earn a second contract down the road. Now now it looks like maybe he's going to be ousted for a guy who's going to be. I mean, if if Key can play that role, the Chiefs need to keep him there because that's young, cost-controlled talent. Yeah. Um. You know, you don't have to draft a guy. You Don't have to worry about Watts or whatever. You know, down the road, if you like him that much, um, dude's a heavy hitter. Dude's tough as nails. Uh. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch. Kind of how he'll. Every year, there's one of those guys. I like having one of those guys again.
0: I think something that really stood out to me was how deep this offensive line is because there's guys who are buried, who we were excited about very not that long ago, like Kyle Long. Remember when he got signed and everyone's like, Kyle Long, baby, we got him. Yeah. yeah. He's the last, I mean, I get injury, but he's literally the last player on the depth chart. Um, Yasir Durant from Mizzou, the tackle, he was a pretty, pretty highly sought after undrafted free agent in last year's draft. And then Darrell Williams. People thought he might have been the starting center last year. Man. People thought he, he had a chance of being an impact offensive lineman last year, and he is buried. Yeah, I mean, it just shows him. Right? Yeah, it just shows the growth. And it, maybe even fourth, because Allegretti they have him yeah. at guard instead. So it just shows the growth and the, the way that they took care of the offensive line in the offseason. Other question to you would be Jody Fortson. We've been hearing a ton about mm. Fortson from camp doing everything right. He's now a tight end, not wide receiver, now a tight end. Any chance Kansas City keeps four tight ends, that just no. seems like an absolute long shot.
1: You know, it it does, but but not maybe if they kept I mean would they keep one less wide receiver because Fortson kind of plays a a hybrid role? I mean maybe there you'd have You got to keep Blake Bell, right? The bell dozer. You got to have your blocking guy. Yeah. Noah Gray's not going anywhere since he's on the front cover of every chief's magazine (laughs) printed these days. Gosh. Uh, So, you know, uh, um, I mean, unless, you know, maybe they cut Travis Kells. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's, I mean, yeah, really. I mean, I don't, I don't know where you put a guy like Fortson. I think you put him on the practice squad. I think you, I think you pray that no one signs him away. And I think you try to stash him on the practice squad, knowing the risk involved. I think there's real potential there. I mean, every, uh, every preseason, he looks the part and then we don't hear about him again for another year. So I, I, um, I would love to see him develop into something there. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. He he's in a really tough spot because of Noah gray. Obviously if they didn't draft Noah gray, you're saying, Oh, he's, he's the guy. he's the, the backup tight end who can catch the football. Yeah, I, I would I would be remiss if he was picked up by another team. That'd make me very sad. Again, no fullback. I don't know if they're going to keep a fullback on the roster with with Sherman gone. Right? Maybe it they. And yeah, and that could be the the opening. But Andy Reid did say he wants to keep more often. after seeing what happened in the Super Bowl last year, all the injuries. You don't want to be put in the same spot twice. It is going to be a numbers crutch. And, and I guess the one good takeaway here is that's how deep Kansas City's team is, is when you're having to try and stash guys or, or, you know, hopefully other teams don't pick them up. That just shows how good and how deep this Kansas City Chiefs team really is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Although I will say this, I don't want to overstate it. If Fortson was playing so lights out that everyone had to pay attention, he'd be listed as as a wide out and going up the chart. I mean. I mean, it's not like you, you've got Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, uh, Byron Pringle. I mean, it's not like we're talking there like that's Devontae Adams. I mean, you know, like like we saw it at right guard. Look, Trey Smith is is a man. Trey Smith is a Hulk man even as a rookie. So you know what? Everyone step aside for the Hulk man, right? Sure. If Fort if Fortson was a Hulk man of the of a developmental player, he'd play. So, if he's not playing, then let's not make him out to be more than he is. It's not like upsetting Cornell Powell's spot on the roster is like a super major achievement. It's just not. So, if Fortson was, if the team believed in Fortson was going to be a major league contributor in the regular season, they'd make a space for him. And maybe we'll see them do that. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: And that was Matt Debbie Downer Connor coming at you. I'm just saying we're they're
1: not afraid to put rookies <laughs> in key positions if or or younger guys in those roles. That's all I'm trying to say.
0: Anyway, uh, Sterling Holmes here, coming with you the Airhead Act podcast. Hey Matt, why do you hate Jody Fortson? What's your beef with him? <laughs> he
1: he ran over my tricycle. I don't know. I actually
0: do like Fortson. I love his game. He's big, dude. I'm love giving you a hard time, dude. Yeah. I'm just being an ass. It's it's what I do.
1: I'm just trying to be realistic, Randy, in the preseason when you're not supposed to be. That's all.
0: Uh huh. Take us out here because I I don't want to call you any more negative names.
1: <laughs> I'm negative Nancy. I'm here with Sterling Holmes. You've been listening to the Arrowhead Attic podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at negative Nancy, and you can follow Sterling at Homestretch KC. We'll see you next time.